Welcome back to the Chris Massey Show. Today's guest is an honor for me. Uh, we've been trying to get this done for a while. Um, welcome to the show. We're just going to start. I uh, have the duo, the multi-talented singer-songwriter group, A+. I have Anisha and Antia. Welcome to the Chris Massey Show. Thank you. Thanks for having us. No, thank you. Uh, congratulations with everything. You know, uh, me and Anisha go back mm-hmm. and... Uh, I've been looking forward to meeting you, Antia. Like I said, I've been hearing about you for a while. And uh, so we could start with, I understand your debut uh, project is coming out this year mm-hmm. as far as being artist. Yeah. So why now? Because I know you've been, you, I know you've been songwriting, you know. <laughs> right. You got some heady, heavy hitters on the uh, resume as well, you know. <laughs> I love the humility. So. Well, we decided to do it now as kind of a... Um, Maybe a means to an end is yeah. the best way to say it. Uh, we've spent a lot of time writing for a bunch of different artists, and the climate of the industry has definitely changed. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's year to year becoming increasingly more difficult to place records mm-hmm. and to actually make a living as a songwriter. Right. Um, just because of streaming services, digital downloads, and all that. So essentially, albums uh, don't sell like they used to. Right. So uh, it made a lot of sense for us to actually take songs out of our catalog and cut them and perform them ourselves. Right, right. Uh, to, to, of course, be artists and to fulfill something that we uh, put on pause 20 years ago um, mm-hmm. and to pick that up again, but also to actually be able to rev up in the songwriting again and move through our um, our agreement that we have with Universal right, right. Um, as publishers and songwriters. And nice. on top of that, like, you're just trying to shake it up. Mm-hmm. You know, things, <laughs> things get redundant. You get tired of no's. You get tired of believing in material that you know is, like, you know, epic mm-hmm. and will mean something to someone just for people to not really catch that vision. So it's just like, why not? At right. this point, why not, <laughs> why not put the shit out ourselves? So exactly. That's what we're on right now, and it's been quite a ride. I yeah. bet. <laughs> like I said, to say the least. Uh, yeah, so you can talk about a few of your writing credits, um, and maybe some of your favorite songs that you've written. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we've written for Justin Bieber, Beyonce, Sierra. We just recently wrote a few records for the new Fox show Star and just had a song air last week. Was it last Wednesday? On oh, Empire. Empire, yeah. Um, it was actually the first song that was sung on that episode. Um, Jennifer Lopez. Ah, the list goes on. Oh, no, <laughs> it's got no, a, lot no. of, a lot of stuff. As far as a favorite, it's so weird when you're a top 40 songwriter because, um, I don't know, you kind of get maybe caught in this loop of, you know, writing to write to satisfy other artists and then writing to satisfy what you enjoy as a consumer or as an artist. So it's sometimes hard for me to peg a favorite um, mm-hmm. of songs that we've written. I really would have to think about it. Maybe maybe in the morning. I was just about to think Maybe in the morning because that's yeah. really, if you when you listen to our album. The, Mary J. The, yeah, Mary J. Blige's okay. record in the morning. The, those type of songs, you know, um, gut-wrenching, emotional love records. Um, One Love was fun with um, with J-Lo, only because of how it all went down and yes. how long we spent with her. Um, and just kind of it being such a, a, 
a song specific to her life and right. the romances that she's had. Yeah, so that one was was cool. Nice, nice. Yeah. So uh, one thing I admire about y'all is that, like, did you always know that you wanted to work with each other? Like, I'm, I'm assuming you assuming you grew up in a music household. Mm-hmm. So it's like that's probably like a dream from day one, but you actually it actually came true. I don't know, like. I, <sighs> You know, when you when you grow up in a music household, mm-hmm. now that we're a little older, the more you start to think about if if it wasn't a music household, would we have done music? Like, right. what, or would there would it have been? You know, so I I can't say that it was some you know lifelong dream. I just know that as far as I can remember, we sang together, mm-hmm. and Dad said, "Learn how to write songs and operate this equipment." And Dad said, and you know, so it was just. You know, and then looking back, you're like, man, you know, what else am I good at? And, and as you as you get older, you're like, like I love to paint, I love to plant flowers, you know. And I'm, you know, I, yeah, like, I, like, so I kind of wonder, like, what I've what I've done something else, you know. But but ultimately, like, you know, once it was embedded in us, and my father saw that the both of us, as well as our older sister, were really good at music. Um, it did become the dream for us to to accomplish this goal because he really made us believe in ourselves that we actually had a shot. And so from kids, we were never afraid to put ourselves out there because dad said we were good and we could. So right, right. the first few times that we did it, and the the two of us and our older sister sang together as a group. Nice. Um, and the first couple of times we jumped out there and saw the reaction, it just fueled it. And we kept going and <laughs> right. going and going. And then it started writing and Angela went to college and started acting. And then it just turned into this whole thing where dad was right, you know? Yeah. So was it a dream? Um, okay. Not sure. It was just always around <laughs> It us. just happened, you know? Right. So and he said, do it. Right, so we did it. <laughs> well, that's great. And um, not only did he say do it, because he's saying something in you. Because yeah. It's one thing to have to make you learn how to sing. Like you have natural mm-hmm. abilities that you just, you know, perfected it. And then the, the dope thing is that he um, encouraged you to be a songwriter as opposed to mm-hmm. just an artist. Let him artist make money. That was his. That was <laughs> his thing. His all. You his, write your yeah. Songs. If you don't write your songs, you ain't you gonna, gonna make no money. Famous person. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And and I always wrote poems, stories that sort of thing like it just it's so and that's the other thing like had I not become a songwriter or done music I might have been a journalist you know I might have been a novelist I might have whatever wrote short stories or children's books whatever because that is my jam like writing stories but songs are just that there's stories that rhyme so it was actually kind of a backpedal for me it was easier to just be like oh okay so what are we talking about that's why to this day I'll be like here's the title first this is what this this is what the story is about and then I can spin out a story and just make all the lines of the story rhyme or whatever. So nice, yeah. nice. Right. Yeah, I was going. I'm glad you mentioned that because I'm like, y'all have a unique, y'all, y'all are nice with the pen game, and it's like the relate relatability, you know. So I was yeah. like, wonder how much of that is personal. It's just your imagination or like a. It's different every yeah. time. It depends on what song you're talking about. Um, I think right now while we're doing what we're doing now, I think things are a lot more personal. It's more personal, yeah. But in the past, of course, I think it's just one thing where, like she said, she's a storyteller, so she's mm-hmm. able to pull concepts out the butt. Yeah, just from <laughs> wherever they just kind of... That's talent. Like, I have to be going through something to do that. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
But like Pride Over Me is personal, 100%, like uh, the single on our album. Um, and a few other songs on there are personal. Liberty was written about the same situation. The Other Side was written about the same situation. Um, Broke was personal. So it's interesting that half of the album are songs that you know we wrote about ourselves or about our lives. When generally, if you look at our entire body of work or our songwriting catalog or portfolio, it's just a bunch of stories about a bunch of stuff that has nothing to do with us, but the songs we actually kind of randomly chose to put out ended up being the ones that yeah. are about us. So. Nice, nice. Yeah. And so, yeah, now that we're on that, I actually had the chance of uh, checking out the performance on Live in the Deep. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. And that's when I, fir that's when I first heard the song, and I was like, yeah, so... Uh, this album is gonna be dope. Yeah, it's a it's raw, it's acoustic pop. Um, you know, it's it it kind of gives you Adele, Sam Smith, Andra Day. I don't think people are gonna be expecting um, us or expecting what we've done sonically. Yeah, on mm -hmm. this project, like, you know, it's not a bunch raw. of bass and drums and all no that. Yeah, it's just <laughs> right. everything like seriously. Because I mean, I, when we write, like I use it to kind of expedite the melody process. Okay. But this album we recorded, we just went in there flat footed. Yeah, like we, it, we treated recording the album like a live performance. So the piano player was in one room, um, mic'd up and with headphones. We were in another room together and we started at the top of the song and just sang it down full blown like a live performance and then went back and did punch-ins on certain things that weren't right, whatever. But we had a couple songs that we sang from top to bottom a few times until we got the, the energy level right. So you hear that on the album. You hear that it's raw, live singing, live piano. And then, of course, we went back and did some harp on some, harp on one song, cello, uh, trumpet. Um, it's, um, yeah, a triangle. Like, it's, it's just really raw, almost like a coffee house unplugged mm -hmm. set That's is nice. what the album is. Yeah, um, I saw you were in piano. How many instruments do you play? Or is that like your main one? Yeah, like I'm, I joke about this, but I, I call myself a fake piano player. So like, I, I'm not that guy that you walk in a room and I'm just playing a whole bunch of, I play to write and I can play our stuff sort of. She can read. Yeah, no, no, I can, I read music, but like, yeah, but I'm not like, I, I don't, I couldn't, I potentially couldn't get a job uh, accompanying somebody because I just, my, whatever side of your brain you use to play piano doesn't function that well, except for our stuff. Um, so I like, I play the piano, but, um, I studied harp in high school, oh, um, nice. which would be something fantastic to pick back up again. Yeah, I went to cast. <laughs> Whatever, don't start, don't start. Yeah, we um, things yeah. Like that. it's okay, it's cool. <laughs> we grown now, you know. What I'm it's like a bad day, but that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, it's whatever. Like, we know what it means, though. <laughs> it's bad. You know, yeah. Phoenix folk don't do a lot of talking. And I'm not even like, you know, I, I'm right, so right. grown at this point. Like, I, you know. Anyway, um, and Anisha plays the guitar. So, um, so yeah, just piano, enough to write. Um, and to, writing tools. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So our voices are our main instruments. Yeah, I think that's the best definition. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. And um, did you mention the name, the title of the album? The album is called uh, Pride, Liberty, Detroit. That's nice. Mm -hmm. What inspired that title? Sheesh. Um, we spent hours trying to come up with that. <laughs> well, um, there, are, there are a lot of things. And actually, now that I think about it, 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 it is really reflective of us personally where we are right now. Mm -hmm. um, the single is called Pride Over Me. Mm -hmm. um, and um, we're going through a 
hopefully soon a transitioning stage where we would like to be free agents, you know, outside of, you know, as far as our publishing and songwriting. So it's a cry for liberty from, for the both of us. Mm. And we fully and wholly represent Detroit. So right, right. you hear and see the rawness of it. You hear the musical influence. So um, I think within those three words, it really defines um, who and what we are right now and what we represent as A+. Plus. That's so. dope. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I ever asked you, Anisha, before, but uh, where did the, the name A-plus come from? Oh, Lord. <laughs> um, I feel like we come up with a different story every well, time. Well, like, <laughs> right, cool. I, I appreciate that. It's a family of five. All of our names starts with A-N. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I think it was just one of those things when Ante and I really started working together and just... <clears throat> finding our sound as songwriters we were like oh what do we want to do like we should call ourselves a name because it was like popular back then you had the clutch and all these popular songwriting teams we were like well, what can we come up with and we just was like okay we're sisters it's two of us and both of our names start with an a so a plus a equals Two, two, and we were like a squared, a a plus two, a plus a plus. All right, good. You know, and, and then it also spoke to you know the the what we consider our our work ethic and what we try to put out. You know, at, at, and speaking to it being a grade level, our intention, and it's not an arrogant or cocky thing, but it's always our intention to to represent ourselves and our work and our music and our beliefs at the very highest level, which is an A plus in the great in the American grading system. So I think nice. that that's the flip side of it. And I always like to explain it because I don't want people to think, yeah, you know, like, we like we we, we yes. no, we're not. It's not <laughs> I mean, it, but you actually good. You it backs it up, you know what I'm saying? Oh, thank you. You walk the talk, you know, so thank it ain't you. like you saying you something that you ain't and people are like, oh they garbage just call it right. A plus. <laughs> thank you. But yeah, um and one more thing, uh, I didn't know, like you work, like you're like the head of the music department at Dime? I'm the head of the songwriting department, songwriting department. Mm -hmm. here at Dime. And for those who don't know, this is a great establishment, like uh, or organization, because I came here for the first time last year, Okay. but I didn't really know about it, so it's like, um, yeah. Um, how did you, if I would have knew you were here, I would have tried to reach out to you a while ago. Yeah, I've been here since the very, very, very beginning when we were a pop-up on, on Woodward. Um, we had just moved back here from L.A., uh, and the founders, Kevin and Sarah, uh, via the head of the drum department, Rain Man, reached out to me um, about coming to just see if I, I fit here. And um, when they explained to me what the concept of this college was, I fell in love, and I literally put everything on pause, mm -hmm. really with A-plus and all of that, to, to dig in here. Because really what Dime is, is it's the college that I wish existed when I graduated from high school. Exactly. You know, I, I went to Wayne State on a full ride to study opera and I did piano and did theory, but it was it was classical, traditional college music. Mm -hmm. um, so most students, they get out of high school and it's either jazz or it's it's opera um but this is not that it's like a rock and roll college even though they hate for us to say that but it's <laughs> it's loose you know there is theory there is piano um and and there are technical classes improv and all of that but um it's artist development it's live performance workshops you know it's it's just it's a fantastic and place. not to mention the faculty here is like moving and shaking within the music industry mm -hmm. right, you right. Know? so it really is just a one-stop shop and a great opportunity for new students to come in learn something 
develop and watch the teachers who have the opportunities give them a chance and and more more than that it's um the open door into the industry that a lot of people are looking for mm -hmm. it, you know and we tell them all the time like it took us however many years to finally get into the industry maybe 10 years from the time you know i went from here yeah so exactly. this takes that the the burner that out it makes it so that you come you you do your studies you pass your classes and then we are the gatekeepers we're the people who say okay you're about to graduate you're ready and even before graduation we offer songwriting opportunities performance opportunities to the students um, so that they don't have to have these stories of sleeping in a car in LA and digging in trash cans for food in New York and that sort of thing come mm -hmm. and hone your skills um, and let us introduce you into the music industry so that is amazing I love this place yeah, me too. And that's a great point that you made because um, I had the conversation with somebody recently about something like that. I was like, just like you mentioned earlier, that the music industry has changed significantly with the entertainment industry as a whole. Mm -hmm. We're starting now, people are starting to become aware of the fact that certain skills need to be introduced. Yeah. Like curriculums need to be changed. You know, everybody is not for the like, traditional skill set. So it's right. like, if I'm a musician, I know I need to be. Like I come someplace like here, right? As opposed to me just being bored and looking dumb on paper. Right. I, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. the thing I'm is, we right we have gen ed, but it's not like at a at a, a more traditional college that has a music department. So they take math, they take English, they take public speaking, mm -hmm. and every year there are certain gen eds, but it doesn't get deep into like you know physics mm -hmm. and all like stuff that. Once you graduate, if you're trying to get in the music industry, nine times out of nobody ten, nobody, right. yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, so we kind of cut the grief of that out, but there is still some some academic requirements, you know, That's just nice. to make sure that we, now that DIME is American accredited, you have to have a certain skill set so that you can use your bachelor degree in a, a regular entry level or intermediate level job, even though it may be in base performance, you know what I mean? So it's yeah. a certain genetic requirement, but it's not extensive. Yeah, like I said, that's really great because yeah. um, I just feel more specialty curriculums need to be designed. Mm -hmm. And um, and how can people become a part of this organization? Dime. Yeah. Uh, you can visit the website um, dime-detroit.com or call up here 313-226-1300. Is that wrong or right? I don't know. He'll call, see. Just look it up. <laughs> yeah. Google it. Right. Um, and get some information. We have a ton of open houses, um, short courses that we do. Um, and even sometimes we plus a run through and do a master class. Yeah. Nice, your nice. song stuff was that last summer, two mm -hmm. summers ago, mm -hmm. the pop mm -hmm. so, yeah. yeah. And um, for those who don't know, Dime is what? The Detroit Institute of Music, Music Education. Education. Yep. That's nice, it. Nice. And uh, is there anything that I didn't address that you would like to before we close it out? Well, our single is out. Mm -hmm. It's available um, on iTunes, on Amazon Music, and on Google Play Music. And actually, our website just went live today. Oh. Uh, a plus the artist. So it's artist with a S A R T I S T S. A plus the artist dot com. Um, and you can find <coughs> all of our social media and stuff there on the website. Great, great. Um, so yeah, I appreciate y'all for taking the time. Finally got it done. Uh, what song are we gonna play on this segment? If you wanna play Pride Over Me. Yeah, Definitely. let's do it. Cool, cool. And, uh, <laughs> once again, we appreciate everybody for tuning in to the Chris Massey Show. Everything is Chris Massey Show. Twitter, Instagram, SoundCloud, Facebook page, YouTube channel coming soon. Uh, special thanks to Doc Ellingsworth, representing the group Detroit City for this segment's instrumental. You can follow him on Twitter and Instagram also. 
at Illingsworth, I-L-L-I-N-G-S-W-O-R-T-H. And a very special thanks to the official sponsor of the Chris Massey Show, the inspirational lifestyle brand, Legendary. Their motto is believers become innovators, innovators become legendary. They're connecting dream seekers and innovators through apparel. Check out their website, lgndre.com. They have some great things coming for 2017. Follow them on Instagram as well, at lgndre. Once again, A+. Appreciate y'all. Anisha and Tia, keep up the great work. And um, here it is, pride over me. Peace. It's so unfair that we both feel this way. told us love would keep our hearts but the reality of us is we're falling apart on the outside i'm playing so hard not a lot so composed but inside it's hurting like hell cause no you chose to lie Instead of being honest You broke my heart When you broke your promise Oh, you chose to hide But now I see You chose pride over me Oh, yes, you did Truth